You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Good morning, good morning, good morning. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 10th third of The Voice, local news and talk. The second hour of the Friday show. Musician, singer, songwriter Billy Shaw Jr. coming up in the third hour. Mark Van Buren's here, the movie guy. Good morning. How you doing, sir? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Excellent. And then we have our friend Juan Almanza from El Taco Rustico. Good morning. What's up, my friend? Very good. Nah, not much. Happy birthday. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Happy birthday. 29, huh? Uh huh. Yeah. Very well good. Played. <laughs> well played. So I, I saw that your wife, you guys, you guys took a little trip for your birthday earlier this week. Yes. And then you're like, hey, my birthday is actually today. And you said, Cynthia, your wife has been basically celebrating this thing for a week. Uh huh. So you guys went to Orange County. Uh, we went to uh, Long Beach. Okay. And uh, Santa Monica. Oh, okay. And, uh, and San Francisco. No. So, um, Los Angeles, Central, Central Los Angeles. Okay, right before the big blizzard comes in and hits oh, Los yeah, Angeles. Oh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Who, who knew? <laughs> yeah, the way back, we got a really crazy storm <laughs> in the way back. So here you are. Uh, we were we were texting a couple of days ago, and um, you know you're so well known for your birria and your costilla and all this other stuff. Yes, but sir. we're in the middle of Lent. It's a Lenten Friday, and I said, "Hey, let's feature some of the stuff in relation to what you would eat on a on a Lenten Friday." And you brought us this big, beautiful tray of stuff today. Oh yeah. What's on there? Oh, I tr- I make these uh, machaca tacos. We can gonna make a crispy and soft tacos and machaca. It's a mahi mahi fish. Incidentally, yeah. that mahi mahi was excellent. <laughs> I, I already wolfed one of those down. He did. <laughs> His and plate then is clean. Uh, we have obviously the chile rellenos is something really traditional uh, dish for Lent in Mexico. So we're gonna have a chile rellenos. Uh, it's only cheese on the in the relleno. It's not sure. meat. So we, I'm gonna make that. And then I'm gonna make the ceviche. Okay. I don't bring ceviche for you today because it's not ready. That's okay. But the lentil salad. It's gonna be delicious too. It's my, she's my second salad at the Rustico I ever make. Okay, so you brought us this beautiful cold lentil salad. I didn't give you any, Matt. I'll bring it to you. Um, this is gonna be available at yes. Rustico. Yeah. Oh, very uh, nice. Everything's gonna be available at least for Fridays. Okay. Uh, what's the secret to a good chili relleno? Because many have tried and not many have succeeded. Um, it's the first dish I learned to make it my home when I was like nine years old. Thank you. And um, it's uh, I learned a lot about the chile rellenos. But the first thing you have to roast the chiles, but don't overcook it. Sure. Because uh, you overcook the chiles when you start working those, it's gonna fall everything. Apart. So you're basically you're roasting until it just gets a little soft. Mm-hmm. Until you can peel. Okay. The, the roasting thing is because you have to peel the the, the skin. outside the skin off. Yep. So uh, you have to roast it. Really nice. You can burn the skin. That's not problem. Oh, okay. But uh, the, you have to leave like a for like five minutes in the in the plastic bag, and then throw in a salt water. Ah. The salt water is gonna give you flavor to the chili. So I've and never then, done that. And that's the no, stuff. nobody does that. Then you and then when you throw hot, it's a little hot water, so you throw the the temperature down. 
Is that after you take the skin off, or you you put that in there with the skins? Uh, with uh, you can put with the skin. There. Okay. Actually, right. the salt make you peel really. Oh, easy it makes to, it easier, yeah, mm-hmm. to peel it and off. And then yeah. the, the it, when you if you leave it the chili rellenos on the table on the back, you're gonna keep cooking it because the heat is gonna keep right cooking the chili. Yeah, so the water cools. The water cools yeah. down. Got it. So you have a crispy chili when you start working with this. You. Yeah. Are. I learned that like thirty years ago. Who taught you that? Regio Nogales, Sonora. I work in a, in a cafeteria Lourdes like three years ago. Okay. And they these ladies are really good cooks. That's amazing. Because I always stop at, I, I do steam them right after mm-hmm. I roast them. And then I run them under a little cold water as I'm taking the, the, the skin skins off, off yeah. right? Yeah. And then I don't, I don't do the, 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 the salt water thing. So No, the, the salt water give you flavor to the chili too. Because right. the chili without salt, it's like a... No great taste. So the salt water give it flavor to the chili. So usually a chili relleno batter, right, is one where you, you, you tell me if I'm wrong. Okay, usually you would separate the egg and yes. the and the and yeah, the white. The whites, right, huh? you beat up the white and then you fold them all back together again. Yep. Yeah, you have to uh, mi- uh, separate and then mix the egg whites until they get it really uh, frothy. Frothy. Yeah. And then you have to add the 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 yolks with a little bit of uh, flour, salt, pepper. And mix all together, really, really good. Okay. Then you have to put the mix really like a really hard. Then you start cooking. Okay. And then you have to do fast because the egg is gonna go watery. All right. Well, again, they they, they look amazing. I haven't, I, I didn't have time to eat one yet, but. And actually, in my hometown, they make the chili rellenos with the picadillo. You can make with the uh, ground beef. Sure. Or with um, cheese or with. Um, uh, shrimp. They use. I, I, I like it with beef. Just or don't shrimp use or. the shrimp ring, though. Oh no, shrimp no, ring. No We're shrimp not ring. using shrimp ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the chili rellenos is in Mexico. You can find chili rellenos of anything. Veracruz, they do the jalapenos. Right. Rellenos. Oh my god, those are. <laughs> <laughs> I do like a good torito. Yeah. Right. So, if I can find it. Again, the only one I like is... Those uh, are from Sonora. Those yeah. are... I love Toritos. But. To me, Merendero is the best I've had so far. I remember Ramon making Toritos. Because <laughs> <laughs> you used to work with him years ago, right? Yeah. 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 So the, I've had other ones on the Toritos. What I don't like about them, if they use a jalapeno for a Torito, okay. the problem is is that the um, they don't cook the, the pepper enough. And so, it's too, too, too crispy. Correct. It's yeah. too hard, you know what I mean? And so he uses those little Caribe chiles. That's Yeah, that's, that's supposed to be have to be the Caribe. The yeah. I like chile those, I like those I like those better. So uh, you were telling us uh, is this tomorrow you're going to Scottsdale? Mhm. So you're in this Devour Food Festival. Yep. And it's, you're you're representing the Gastronomic Union of Tucson. Yeah, we are five uh five chefs from Tucson from Gat and then we go to Phoenix to this festival. It's gonna be fun. So you're gonna be representing Tucson in the big city, and uh, you have four items that you're basically collaborating on. Yeah, yeah, we're making lots of. Awesome. I'm a part of it. All right. Awesome. Oh, and his wife is is at Rito. Just oh, remember that's true. that. Yes. Remember yes. everywhere upstairs on the grandstand. Upstairs in the grandstand. That's right. <laughs> that's again. It's the best food options you got. Um, you, the, you 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 told them about possibly a TV show. Can you say that on on the air? Well, yeah, Carnival Eats has has uh, approached uh, Mutz ab- about doing it, and they, they'd like to do several vendors, and certainly I want to include Juan in that as well. But uh, nationally syndicated show is interested in uh, doing the food 
options at uh, Rito. Awesome. Cool. That's a great thing. Yeah. Uh, let's get Ted on the line, 790-2040. Ted, you're on with Chris Mark and Juan Almanza from El Taco Rustico. What's up? Juan, love your food. <laughs> Thank you. I have a question. There's a dish I love that's from the Monterey, Nuevo Laredo area. Uh-huh. We found it once also in Mexico City in a specialty restaurant, which is uh, Cabrito al Carbón. Cabrito al Pastor. Pastor, yeah. Spread out on, uh, like, they looks like a kite, and then it's cooked over charcoal. You know, I, I, raise, I raise cabritos. I have a, right now like a six babies, and I'm supposed yeah. to raise it for do that. As my, I, I do that for my friends. I have some customers. They call me for make the special, the cabrito. Wow. wow. And then I have it, uh, six babies. You have to cook uh, yeah. the cabrito before they start eating uh, alfalfa or like any food. Meal. They have to eat, yeah, right. eat only like the milk from the mom. Oh, so that oh, so right. when they start eating solid food like that, it, the There's taste no change. No uh-huh. good. Yeah. And then they, when they start their uh, babies, they have a, a veal. Yep. Right. They have it around the kidneys. They have a, a big also uh, fat, baby fat. It's <laughs> the flavor for yeah. all the cabrito. And then you start roasting, and this fat cover all the cabrito. Wow. And it's the most delicious thing. Wow. I cook, I, I cook, uh, when I was in the swamp meat, I cook in cabrito sometimes. This is, this feels perfectly yeah. in time. Uh, uh, this will be in time for. This sounds like a great Easter meal, <laughs> the cabrito. Yeah, probably. So. It's, it's delicious. And yeah, it's a, and, and my hometown, they sell it like, like in the same way in the Mo- that Monterrey. They roast it, they have windows, yeah. display windows, and they have the big cabritos just turning in the, in the charcoal. Wow. Yeah. Well, if you get the room and the the herd of goats large enough to offer that in your restaurant, it would be a wonderful treat. It's going. It's really hard here to find the cabrito and the perfect uh, age to cook age. for that. Yep. And uh, Monterrey, there's a lot of families they raise cabritos <coughs> for thousands. So you can find it really easy. But sure. And America is really hard yeah. to get a cabrito. So I want you to think about this. Figure out if we did a cabrito like that, right? How many people would you need to just would we like we'd have a whole bunch of people put some money in and we just do a capri, cabrito dinner with you? Mm-hmm. Let I me know how that. The, well, let's figure out how that would work. Yeah, I think Teddy would be on that list. Teddy's already, <laughs> already there. And then uh, oh, they, <laughs> is it different? Uh, um, Types of goat, goat meat. Oh, some goats are really big. Yeah. So when they are babies, they are huge. Ah, uh, gotcha. So my goats, they are uh, Nubian, where they're mixed. Nubians are it's a little one. Little short, one. Yeah. Short. So when they got babies, the babies are really small. So okay. you, you're like gonna eat two people with oh, one. Oh, gotcha. Oh, gotcha. Because gotcha. it's like you have to roast it like a chicken. You know, like the pollo feliz or the. Sure. So, so <clears throat> it's gonna be very small piece of. Right. Love it. All right. Well, Teddy, we're gonna we'll figure this out before it's all over. Wonderful. Thanks, Teddy. <laughs> Thanks, have, Teddy. A, have a good weekend. <laughs> so remember, El Taco Rustico, Grant Oracle. He has. We're, we're talking about some of his stuff that he's featuring for uh, Lenten Fridays, right? All the way through uh, Good Friday. He's got this amazing lentil salad. You're doing your fish tacos. The shrimp rojitos are amazing. 
Yep. Right, which are literally like a shrimp version of a quesadilla, right? Yep, exactly. And then these chili rellenos, which we're going to start digging into. And then I'm going to make ceviche too. And then ceviche. So what's the hours of operations for El Taco Rustico? It's Tuesday to Sunday from 7 in the morning to 9. And his breakfast burritos are freaking amazing. I just want to tell everyone that. I mean, I love what you, but your breakfast burritos are... No, they're very good, too. Very <laughs> filling, too. You don't walk out of there hungry. Yeah, that could be one you could split with your your your, your, your better half. Just oh, yeah. get it and cut that sucker in half, and you'll still be yeah, pretty disciplined. good. So, all right, my friend. Thanks for uh, thanks for sharing the Thank love, you. as always. Have a great uh, Devour Food Festival with the crew tomorrow. Uh-huh. And happy birthday. Thank you. So, okay, all right, that's the great Juan Almanza, El Taco Rustico. When we come back, Mark and I are doing top 10 movies featuring Wilford Brimley. Correct. Oatmeal Pitchman and wonderful character actor. Correct. All right, look at me. I'm all correct today. It's not going to last. You're on Wake <laughs> Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. All right, 725 in the morning. Uh, it's also Jim Bednarik's birthday today, we just found out. We were just hey. feeding him some. So him and Juan Almanza's birthday today. So that's a pretty good uh, one-two punch. Wilford Brimley. Yes, and and so I have a little bit of trivia for you. Yeah, he Wilford Brimley did make an appearance, the Postmaster General, and when Kramer didn't want to accept mail anymore, so they called him in and put him under the white light and everything. But here's here's an interesting fact about Wilford Brimley's father was a postmaster. Wow. So there you go. You interrupted my round of golf <laughs> with the vice president, Mr. Kramer. Exactly. I got a job to do, and by God, I'm going to do it. You know, we were talking about it before, but uh, I love character actors. I always have. We did Ward Bond a couple of a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you know, I, I consider him a, an excellent character actor. But Wilford Brimley is the same same type of uh, role player in that um, they're usually not the star. But they make the film, whatever they're in, so much better because not only are they believable, but they draw the audience in because they're just captivating. And I think Wilford Brimley is certainly that. He started late in life. He was uh, 49 years old when he started acting. It's like our Sydney Greenstreet right. story a little bit. Right, but he, star- but, but he did 78 films. Uh, you, you know, <laughs> consider that at 49, uh, you know, and he passed away a couple of years ago uh, from diabetes. Um, he, um, very interesting guy. He did a lot of commercials. I think people who weren't all that familiar with it for Liberty Medical Supply. <laughs> so he, he's done some things like that. Here's another interesting thing. O- he, oatmeal is what I remember. Yeah, for. oatmeal too. Uh, he was a bodyguard for Howard Hughes for a while. How about that? That's great. And a uh, and a quote from him. Uh, he was interviewed, and and uh, I, I think a lot of people in his personal life found him somewhat cantankerous and whatever. And he says, Beautiful. "Look, I like people very much. I'm not very good with people, but that doesn't mean I don't like them. I do like them because we actors are on the great big screen, and so many people become familiar with us. People at, people speak to us as if they known us our whole lives. That just tickles me to death. So." You know, love it. I, I just uh, like I said, I really, really like them a lot. Um, so starting at number ten, um, and this one I, I liked a lot because I, I read the book ahead of time, and usually the book is better, and, and certainly is in this case too. But the Hotel New Hampshire is. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. That. So he was in that, and he he played uh, he played uh, Grandpa Bob, and uh, it's a story of a family. Uh, Bo Bridges is the uh, patriarch of the family, and uh, they run this hotel, and uh, it's known for the loony characters that are in it. And John Irving is if if, if you read uh, the World According to Gar- um, those kind of books. Uh, his characters are always, um, how should I say? I, I just say loony bins. <laughs> they're 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 kind of crazy. Well, think of the John Lithgow character. Yeah. In, uh, 
Well, exactly. Garp. You know, so uh, Hotel New Hampshire is the same thing, and it, it goes through all these escapades of them running a hotel, but at the same time, the family's there, and they go through all these trials and tribulations. It, it also has uh, Jodie Foster and Rob Lowe in it as well. So Very cool. Uh, yeah, good movie. Um, is it, would you call it a comedy? I call it a, a drama comedy. Okay. Drama comedy. A dramedy? Dramedy. Love yeah, it. if you want to do that, I love it. That. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I know one of the hopefully one of the uh, one of the movies on there. Yes, is about the sport I just made fun of about a half hour ago. Curling. So yes, not curling. That Don't was make fun of curling, dude. Because I really dig curling. Is, is there a Wilfred Brimley baseball movie? On yes, here? there is. Ah, yeah. beautiful, uh-huh. beautiful. <laughs> It's when baseball is a game. 7.29 in the morning, Christy Simone. Movie guy Mark Van Buren. Bunker's coming up in about uh, 12 minutes. You're on the Wake Up Tucson show. 10.30 voice, local news and talk. 7.34 in the morning, you're on Wake Up Tucson. So the instrumental voice. version of this by Terry Snyder was the uh, theme song for the Tom Tom. if you remember the navigational little module that oh, used yeah. to, way, way back before we oh, had smartphones. Oh, my Lord. Now that's going Terry deep. Terry Snyder's better. version of this used to be the uh, Tom Tom uh, theme song. Good job, Key ESQ. That's why he's the best. Best in the biz right now. Mark Van Buren, Christy, Simone, and you, we are doing the old um, Wilfred Brimley top 10 movies. Really an amazing character actor. And so we just did the first one, and that was... Hotel New Hampshire. Hotel New Hampshire. What's your next one? Billy the Kid, and it was done... It was a TV movie, but it comes very highly acclaimed. It Look was at you stealing thunder. Gore, I know. I, I'm sure... Uh, Bunker's I'm, crossing I'll let, it off. I'll let uh, <laughs> Bunker talk about it a little bit. But uh, it stars Val Kilmer as Billy the Kid, and hmm. uh, Wilford Brimley actually plays the governor uh, who's going after Billy the Kid. So um, it's, it's uh, very interesting. But um, the critics basically think it's one of the best adaptations of Billy the Kid. There, there are a lot of schlocky movies uh, uh, portraying um, William Bonnie. That is William true. Bonnie. Um, and um, they say this one was pretty accurate because uh, Gore Vidal, the writer, did a really good job with it. So. Yeah, I mean, think about it. So there's been a lot of movies about Billy the Kid. Absolutely. A lot of movies. And so, you know, most of the kids in the 80s will remember, of course, Young Guns. Sure. As the, you know, Billy. But uh, I've never seen this one. It's it's good. It's it was done in 1989, and it's uh, it's uh, I'm trying to read my own thing. It's just like 61 percent on uh, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, but I, I think it's I think the movie's better than that. I remember when it came out, and it was very very well done. So it, uh, I kind of like westerns too, and I, I watched them all along the way. So in 1989, I. Certainly enjoyed this film. Very cool. What's your next one? Brew Baker. Uh, it stars Robert Redford. Ah. Um, I think it's it's a heck of a flick. Um, Wilford Brimley uh, has a minor role in it, but uh, the 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 film is extremely good, and uh, Robert Redford is just phenomenal in this this movie. There's a scene where um, it's it's a he takes over this prison. And he, before he does, he goes undercover and is a prisoner <laughs> to see what's going on. Right. And the conditions in the prison are horrible. Gee, uh, just, I wonder if that rings a bell with anyone. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the conditions are really Look, bad. You're talking about Pima County instead of me. <laughs> but what Makes happens? You uncomfortable. Yeah, but what happens is uh, he discovers that they have all these contractors in this local town, and you know they're they're doing repairs, but it's all schlocky, and they get paid big bucks and all this kind of stuff. So the the one guy comes. 
comes in and he brings his he brings his wife prune Danish to 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 give to Brubaker and Brubaker says you know what keep the prune Danish and he goes you know what you're going to come out and fix the, the 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 last repair that you did on the roof and I'm not going to pay you anything for it <laughs> and and it was really really well done but it just goes to show you the kind of corruption that is is rampant especially on government contracts and things like that and the, this movie uh, really brings that to life we're not familiar with anyone doing anything like that in Pima County so that's good that we're we're yeah. safe from mm. government contracts um, <laughs> you know what's amazing what I, I was just going through I'm not going to mention a movie when you go through his IMDB yeah it's like every so many films uh-huh. he's in something that's just like wow it's a damn good film I I know, but when you see him in it, it makes it that much better because, I, again, he comes back to that really believable character and he brings the audience in. And I don't know about you, but when I'm watching a film and and I see somebody like him and I re- I just really, really get into the film more because I, it's believable. And, and I'll give you another, you know, there's a couple of films, I know one of your favorites, uh, 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 the New York film, Gangs of New York. Right. Uh, Cameron Diaz is totally miscast in that movie. Doesn't belong in the movie at all. And when that happens, it really, <coughs> it really detracts from the movie big time. Sure. And you know, in her most recent movie that I saw, I loved Elvis the movie. I didn't like Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker in it at all. I just I wasn't buying it. I you know, and I I know he was trying to play him and I think Tom I think Tom Hanks is a great actor but I think in this role he was terrible wow yeah so just one of those things movie guy taking a stand yeah hey <laughs> one, of, one of the Wilford movie uh, TV movies I don't know if it's in your top 10 I don't want to ruin anything for go you go ahead uh, Ewoks the Battle of Envo- Endor no. TV movie no that's no. not in there no that's okay. not in there I thank, forgot that thank you that for that piece of track. <laughs> <laughs> let's do one more and then we'll get okay. Bunker on uh, Remo Williams' The Adventure Begins. I absolutely love this film. Fred Ward is uh, the the the, uh, the lead in this, and uh, Joel Gray is kind of like his sensei. But it's the story of this cop who wakes up from a uh, mysterious accident and then creates this new identity, and then uh, he's employed by a secret service to go after the bad guys. Um, and I thought... I, I think this was a series, and I thought they were going to do many of it. it. It wasn't a big hit in the movies, and so they they didn't do any more of them. But I really, really loved, um, really loved the movie. So you couldn't get away with casting uh, Joel Gray as an Asian sensei anymore. Uh, you uh, know what, though, if you watch, if you just <coughs> look a scene, sure. I mean, it, it's fantastic. I really, really liked it a lot. So anyway, it was it was just a fun, a fun uh, film. You know who's credited in this movie as a um, a. Um, as a, just a sports announcer? What's that? Marv Albert, the voice oh, of the yeah. New York Knicks. New York Knickerbockers. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> he stops, uh, he pops, he hits. That's true. Yes. He, he also had some interesting... Uh, yeah, well, we won't go into that. Clothing choices. Yes, indeed. Uh, 7.40 <laughs> in the morning. Let's go to... Billy Shaw is canceled today. He's uh, not feeling too good, so they got to get him back... Uh, Back, he's got he's got work to do this weekend at the rodeo. So, uh, let's go to Bunker on line four. Bunker, good morning, buddy. Good morning. All I got to say is the coyotes on the ridge are smiling down on you guys. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, so that's it, the nicest thing anyone's ever said about this. So, show. Bunker, did you see the Billy the Kid movie that I was talking about? Yes, I did. That was actually based on a, a Gore Vidal right. thing that he, he had written, and it, it is one of the better ones, and the, the Ward world, especially for him, is, is probably one of the closest of all time. Yeah, I thought you would I thought you would have liked that one. Yeah. Bunker, is that the best is that the best Billy of the Kid movie? Uh, no. Uh, 
God, that's a tough one. That's because there, there's some good ones out there, you know, and there's bits and pieces of ones out there. Actually, the best one is probably the Johnny Mac Brown one. Not familiar with it. Back in 19, 19, uh, 1931, it was one, I think, one of the first outdoor wow. westerns with sound. Uh, the interesting side point there is William uh, S. Hart gave uh, Brown a gun that supposedly belonged to Billy the Kid to use in the picture. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Now, you know, here's an interesting thing. You know, you know, Brimley was a Marine, and he was a Marine all his life. Right. And, and all Marines are. And I think in one word you can describe Brimley as crusty. Yeah. I mean, he was uh, – that's, that's, that was just him. I ran into him a few times. I, I crossed paths had conversations wonderful man uh you know he started out in the business actually he was blacksmithing uh then he and doing ranch work and was a racehorse trainer wow. and he got into films as an extra and stunt man in fact uh you know he did he did stunts on bandolero true grit and lawman and he just worked his way in kept going uh my first, my first choice here, uh, Robert Duvall was uh, very instrumental in getting him into uh, into acting. He kept pushing him to do it, and of course, Tender Mercies. You know that that speaks for itself. You know, it's a wonderful west, a wonderful. I could turn it a contemporary western. It's about country music, but you know that's that's kind of the heart of the west. So. He, he more than qualifies. Oh, I there. think, and I think, I think the movie is really, really well done. And Mil- Wilford Brimley in this movie uh, plays uh, his old manager, and uh, mm-hmm. and Very. he he wrote a song for his. He was divorced from his wife, and he wrote a song for her to give to her, and they they weren't getting along all that well. And Wilford Brimley comes and d- delivers the message that, hey, dude, the song's no good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's a it's a great <laughs> flick. I I really like it a lot. There's another great scene in there. This woman comes up to uh, Duvall and says, says, weren't you Max Slade? And he goes, yes, ma'am, I used to be. (laughs) Exactly. Because he's that typical uh, country song guy where where basically he was a a big hit, and then he fell on hard times, and he had a drinking problem and all those kind of things. But, yeah, that's a very apropos line. Yeah, and of course you you can't uh, talk to him about him without Crossfire Trail. That's one of his best uh, cowboy roles. He's just he's an old timer. Uh, his name is Gil. He comes along and he's like a big help to Selick. And then the basically the premise of the story is Selick uh, promises his dying friend to look after the widow and the ranch. Uh, what's his name? Uh, CSI. Anyhow, uh, he goes into all kinds of stuff. Have great shootout. He carries a gun in there that actually has carries twenty five rounds in it. Wow! And he says the reason I do this is because I'm not that good a shot. <laughs> That's a great one. And, yeah, and we got good old boys, uh, you know, and that he's CC Tarpley, who uh, is the banker and a rancher who loans money to all the small ranchers. Uh, knowing at exorbitant rates, knowing that they will default and he will be able to pick up the ranches. And there's a great line in there between the two of them. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones directs and, and help write it. But uh, Brimley and Starkley says, all you got is a brown horse past his prime, an old saddle, and maybe $20. 
Now, that ain't much to show for all them years, is it? And uh, Tommy Lee replies, I went north one time into Canada and seen the glaciers. <laughs> you, ever, you ever see a glacier, CC? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> any, any others, yeah. uh, Bunker? Yeah, actually, uh, the one, is, and this is, this is a funny one, because this is, you know, if we don't realize that he actually did comedy pretty good. Oh, sure. It's, one, it's, a, it's a, did you hear about the Morgans, 2009? Right. yep, yep. With Hugh Grant, Sarah Jessica Partner, uh, Sam Elliott. It's got a whole slew of classic cowboy character actors, and it's basically a New York power couple, couple that are separated, witness a murder, uh, they're sent out to Wyoming, uh, fish out of waters as a witness protection thing. And it's, it's just, it's just silly and just wonderfully funny. Oh, I, like I said, I think Wilford Brimley had a wide range. He could play kind of a sinister character and, uh, mm-hmm. and he can play comedy too. So uh, he was, he was wonderful. He really Good was. Good job, my man. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. You, well, thank you, guys. It's wonderful to be able to talk about such a great guy. Okay. Agreed. Have thank a great weekend. You too. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. 790-2040 is the number. Let's go to break. Top 10 Wilford Brimley's if we... We've got five to go. You okay to go over the top of the hour if we have to? Yeah. Okay. Didn't know if you got, you know, you got to shovel some stalls or I, something I like do. that. I so. do, but, you know. Read a racetrack. Race time uh, starts at 1 o'clock tomorrow. Gates open at 11. Wake up, Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. Every time I hear this one, I think of uh, uh, Clark Griswold's son winning, Absolutely. winning all the cars in Vegas Wasn't vacation. Wasn't that awesome? <laughs> John Papa Giorgio, whatever his John name was. John Papa Giorgio. And what was From he, Yuma, like Arizona. 39, and the kid's like 16. <laughs> With his fake ID winning all the cars in Vegas. So. And, and the, first one, the first one, the picture was a black guy, remember? Oh, that's <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Seven nine zero twenty forty. Uh, before we, we're counting down Wilford Brimley flicks, but let's get Teddy back on the line. Teddy, what's up, my friend? Well, there's the wonderful Don Imus and uh, Wilford Brimley inspired Thanksgiving turkey routine. Also, not to be missed. You can look it up on YouTube. Okay, I will check it out. I'm not familiar with it. Okay, it's hilarious. Okay. I'll check it out. Thanks very okay. much, Teddy. Yep. The I-Man. Thanks, amigo. 790-2040 is the phone number. What's your next movie? The next one up is China Syndrome. The China Syndrome. Oh, that's right. Um, it was a really, really good flick. Uh, Wilford Brimley plays one of the plant workers in a nu- nuclear power plant. But but basically, uh, th- this is the story of the possibility of, and I think helped create a little bit of a stir in the United States with all the nuclear power plants, that what would happen if one of these things failed, you know, type of thing, like Chernobyl. So know. there was two flicks uh, that kind of came out similar time, right? This and Silkwood? Right, exactly. Uh, nuclear power, yep. right? Yep. Just kind of like how um, one who flew over the cuckoo's nest was exposing what was going on. Big time. Nurse Ratchet. Oof. Yeah. What a, what a, you want to talk about character actors. She was phenomenal in that. Correct. Oof, boy, I don't know if I've ever hated someone as badly as I've hated her in that movie. That could be you true. Know? Yeah, it really was incredible. But The China Syndrome stars uh, Jane Fonda, Jack Lemmon, Mike Doug- Douglas, and I said Wilford Brimley plays one of the workers in there. But uh, it is really, really uh, high suspense and very, very well done. So uh, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. He so. played Ted Spindler. 
Ted, Ted Spindler. Spindler. What's your next one? Uh, next one up is The Firm, and uh, I absolutely love this film. And Wilford Brimley plays um, the secure the head of security for this law firm, which is a very corrupt law firm. And Tom Cruise plays a young lawyer or? that just gets hi- <laughs> that just gets hired. Um, by this firm and he's trying to do the right thing and he realizes all of a sudden that these guys are really really bad and the scene with wilford brimley and him is 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 really intense because uh he he tells him to get in this limo and he's got a bodyguard with him and they get in the car and they drive out to uh this remote place they get out of the car he opens wilford brimley opens the trunk and says hey I'm here to protect you. I'm I'm head of security, and he and he hands him an envelope, and in it <laughs> is an envelope with him in some compromising uh, positions with uh, a, a woman he was having an affair with, and he was married. So uh, he goes, "I'm here to protect you. Do you believe that?" And he goes, uh, "If this got into the wrong hands, you'd be in a lot of trouble." You know, type of thing. And I'll tell you what, Wilford Brimley in this scene is very, very powerful. It's oh, yeah. A, it's he's, a good scene. He's yeah. kind of, he's like very um, quiet, quiet and sinister in the movie, right? He's he very, is. very, very judicious with his amount of words that fall out of his mouth. Yep. It's just the right amount of words with the right amount of sinister. And uh, no, this is, this is a good one for him. It is. Um, next one up is uh, Absence of uh, Malice. And Tom Cruise looks exactly the same right now as he did when he was in that you movie. You know, isn't that amazing? He, he has kept his youthful looks. Uh, you know, another guy that's like that is Rob Lowe. I don't know how those guys do it, but they, they stay youthful, and it's uh, it's pretty amazing. It's kind of like the, the opposite of, uh, like, Sophia Loren on the other side of the aisle. Uh, Richard, uh, sorry, um, Ricky Bobby said it best in, the, in Talia Nights. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Tom Cruise use your witch magic to, uh, you know, to get the invisible fire off me. It's the same witch magic he's using to Is stay that young. Right? Absolutely. Oh, I so, see. All right. What's your next one? Uh, Absence of Malice and uh, stars Paul Newman, Sally Field, and uh, and uh, Wilford Brimley plays the assistant attorney general, and he brings them all into the office. And I was watching the scene last night, and it was like very, very powerful. He basically calls them all in the office, and he knows. Uh, he says, um, uh, I'm going to tell you two things. The Department of Justice is going to know, uh, know uh, a little bit what's going on with all of you people, and, uh, and I'm going to have someone's ass in my briefcase at the end of this meeting. Wow. And it's, it's really, really a, a very powerful story. It's directed by Cindy Pollack. It came out in 1981, Absence of Malice. Really, really good. Now, we've talked about this flick before. Oh, sure. Yeah. And... Uh, Again, I forgot that I forgot that Wilford was in it. Well, you watch this scene, and I, I, I watched it, so it a couple of times, and it's just like, wow. I mean, he he's got them all there, and he and he's kind of like n- not the most polished guy in the world. He doesn't need to be in this because he's getting his message across really, really well. Just needs to be Wilford. Yeah. Exactly. What's your next one? Uh, the next one up is the baseball movie you were referring yeah. to. Is the Natural? It stars Robert Redford, Robert Duvall, and Glenn Close, and Wilford Brimley plays a uh, the baseball manager uh, of this team. Pop. Yeah, and you know what? I, I watched a couple of scenes in it last night, and it's amazing how you know. I, again, I look at that era of baseball and would say that 
absolutely, I buy him as the manager. I totally, totally get that. Incidentally, that was uh, that movie was filmed. The stadium that they used for that. Here's a little trivia for you: uh, was Old Buffalo War Memorial Stadium, where the Buffalo Bills used to play, uh, but prior to Rich Stadium and whatever they're calling it now. But uh, and this, I've, I've been to football games in that stadium, and it was man, it was. I went back in the '70s, and that was old then. I mean, it was a really, really old and dank stadium. Did they, did they play baseball in it also? They, yeah, the the Buffalo Bisons AAA team played uh, baseball there as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so it was uh, very interesting. Was the Buffalo Bisons arch rivals with your Rochester, Rochester Red Wings? Rochester Red Wings. And then uh, we had right down the, t- the uh, turnpike was the Syracuse Chiefs. So oh, all three right. of them. And, and back in the day, I, it was kind of funny because back in the day, I used to talk to people, uh, you know, like in the 40s and 50s when baseball was extremely popular. Uh, these guys would come in by train. And when you had rivalries like Buffalo playing Rochester or Syracuse playing Buffalo type of thing, they, they would get off the train and they'd walk to the stadium. And then they had the entourage behind them and stuff. It was really kind of neat. Uh, you know, that's when baseball, like I said, was really king. So back to the natural, right? So yeah. many good character actors in this thing anyway, right? So, oh, my God, yes. So first of all, Wilford Brimley... And remember, his assistant coach is Richard Farnsworth. Oh, that's right. Right. Yeah, so yeah. that that if you want you want a little fun chemistry, Farnsworth and Wilford is great on this. Okay. <laughs> then you know Robert Redford's playing the White Knight character. Right. right. Glenn Close is just fine in this. Right. Kim Basinger is the kind of the love interest on the other side there a little bit. Right. But the father from. Yeah, Darren McGavin. Darren McGavin, right? As I the, mean, just as the bookie guy. And wow, is he good in that too, right? You just hate the guy. <laughs> I wouldn't bet against me. You don't see, kid. I already have. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, really good. Uh, flick. Hold on to your last movie because okay. we're going to run out and right. uh, time. Yeah. And there's a couple of others I just want to run through before we're done. We'll do one more segment with Mark on Wilford Brimley movies. Billy Shaw is feeling a little under the weather, so. Jessica's got to heal him up, so he'll be back. Uh, we'll try him next week. So, you're on Wake Up Tucson, ten thirty. The Voice, local news and talk.